my errands are Jalea's extracurriculars. So karate, Girl Scouts. That's about it. The library, mostly for her. <laughs> also for me, because I have a separate YouTube channel, but the library and to go get groceries. And I'm not even kidding. That's like the three main things that I do. Now, do I have like five different grocery stores that I shop at throughout the week? Absolutely, I do. So, um, I do go places. I do things. I'm outside. Not really. That's like the most that I do. <laughs> I'm trying to change it and trying to work on it. But in the last year, year and a half, that's about the extent of what I do. And Have you tried yoga? Maybe you should see a psychologist. Are you stressed? Change your diet. Acupuncture. Trust stretching. Sleep? You've been doing so well. Stop stressing. Anxiety. Functional? Functionality. 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 Welcome to the Functionality Podcast. I'm your host, Tasha. The tea of the day is one of my absolute favorites. It is a cranberry sangria zinger. Mm, mm, mm. delicious anyway how are y'all functioning today's topic is what's the tea on f and d and driving hmm driving that may seem to some people like not a topic that would be important to talk about however to those of us that suffer with these symptoms this is an absolutely important topic to talk about i see so very many questions when it comes to do other people drive? What is their history with driving? What is their experience? What did they have to stop doing, start doing? How did it go for them? And yes, <laughs> it is absolutely necessary to have somewhere that someone talks about it and explains what's the T? What is the T on F and D and driving? So for me, I have not been diagnosed with seizures. I have not had an official seizure where they could see it on brain activity or anything like that. I haven't had one in public, anything like that. So yes, I do drive. And that is something that I really, 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 I really can't even stress how much really I need to keep being able to do. I know that it is possible that I could get to the point that I won't be able to drive. And there are days, obviously, and I'll explain more in the episode as it goes along, uh, how much I drive, when I drive, etc. However, I need to be able to have that freedom to go somewhere if I need to or have to, just because it goes back to my need for independence. So overall, let's say, how much do I drive? I drive about 10 miles two to three times a week. And that's so that's like a round trip, 10 mile trip. So I didn't even realize how little it truly was until I was preparing for this episode. And that to me really put things in perspective because I'm out here thinking like, yeah, I drive, I do things, I'm out here. And so then when I thought today, I literally just went to my Google Maps and just typed in the places that I go, like the farthest places that I go. And it's like six miles, 5.7 miles pretty much is the farthest out I go. So if I go out 5.7 and back in the 5.7, I'm really legit going like, uh, 12 miles so that's why I said about 10 miles two to three times a week and so that's why like my grandparents live close to me I mean I live in Atlanta so every nothing's really close but uh, unless it's like in the city and I I don't go to the city <laughs> I don't live in the city so when I go to see my grandparents they live about 15 miles away like in opposite directions both of them and for me that's a whole like 
that's a marathon for me because it's it's really daunting. I have to gear myself up to do so because it feels it's like triple the amount. The round trip is triple the amount of what I'm really used to. And so it might not seem like much. And it seems like, wow, 10 miles, 15 miles, that's nothing. Like people do that for their morning commute. People do that to get to school. People do that to go anywhere. But for me, that is like an adventure. <laughs> that is like me really feeling like I'm doing something. And so I we have something in Atlanta here. It's like the lane where you can just go. It like the express lane versus the local lane. That's like what we used to call it when I lived in Michigan. But so like we have like an express lane that you actually pay for. And so you can just go. If you're not planning on getting out on getting off on any exits anytime soon, then you just go. And when I tell you that thing is my savior, I absolutely God bless the peach pass because I need it and I don't even care if it's a day the other day it was a Sunday morning and I went out I had to go and get a test done and nobody's on the road on Sunday Sunday morning might have been a Saturday either way it was the weekend and it was early and nobody was out I still hopped my booty in the peach pass and I just drive and that actually decreases my anxiety about driving because I know that there won't be a lot of stopping going there are really none there's none at all you just go in that lane you're just going so then my focus only has to be drive it doesn't have to be defensive driving still be aware of things however nobody's just hopping in and out of that lane nobody's stopping and breaking in that lane so that is literally my savior if I do have to go somewhere outside of my comfortable 10 mile radius then I absolutely am hopping in the peach pass lane and I I think <laughs> Georgia government I think that people who have diagnoses should be able to get that for free I'm just saying anywho so I drive in the mornings when I have the most spoons when I have to go out and do things I plan them in the morning when I am going to be the freshest and the most have the most ability to actually make it successfully and not be fatigued of course when I can't plan it out that way when it's an actual appointment or when there's something of course that mommy junior has to do or something that I'm going to with Mr. Mahogany I can't plan out the time like that but when I can when it's just an errand that I have control over oh I'm definitely going in the morning when I have the most spoons when but not the early early morning unless it's the weekend because I want to go when the least amount of people are out and when I have the most energy and everything, every trip that I take is planned out before it is executed. It's definitely gone are the days of just hopping in the car and just seeing where the road takes you or just hopping in the car and then saying, oh, yeah, I'll go there, too. Oh, since I'm out, I'll go there. Absolutely not. No, since I'm out that that's dead. And that's something I had to learn since dealing with symptoms is that obviously things change, like I said before, but I, I can't do that anymore. I can't just be out for the whole day and shopping and just kind of let the day take hold. I really have to have a plan, even though it sounds silly. I'm only going 10 miles round trip. I still plan it out. I plan out. I go from the furthest store or the furthest location I need to go to to the closest. So I do the farthest one first and then the closest one last that way. I'm the closest to home when I would probably be the most um, fatigued or the most closest to experiencing symptoms or anything or the, the, the most tired, truthfully. And I think that that's kind of logical, but it's something that 
people might not think of and I think that's just like a helpful little tip a helpful little thing to remember is go to your farthest place first and then that way you'll be closest to home if anyone would have to come get you anything like that it's better to be closest to home when you would be less fresh I go 10 miles from home round trip what are my errands literally they are mostly just errands there's not a whole bunch of just leisurely things but my errands are Jalea's extracurriculars so karate Girl Scouts, that's about it. The library, mostly for her. <laughs> also for me, because I have a separate YouTube channel, but the library, and to go get groceries. And I'm not even kidding. That's like the three main things that I do. Now, do I have like five different grocery stores that I shop at throughout the week? Absolutely, I do. So um, I do go places, I do things. I'm outside. Not really. That's like the most that I do. <laughs> I'm trying to change it and trying to work on it. But in the last year, year and a half, that's about the extent of what I do. And it has to, it goes back to the fact of symptoms. It goes back to the fact of that I get wiped out easily. So if we're going to the mall, I'm likely not driving because we're walking around the mall. And so the amount of energy I would take walking around the mall is the amount of energy that I would need to get us back home after doing so. And it just doesn't work that way. I literally have just a certain allotment and you have to be able to know what can I do and what can't I do. So yes, when we go places, I do go places. I just don't drive to those places. So I go places, we go places, but yeah, Mr. Mahogany is in the lead most times. Say we want to go to a place that's like, 25 miles away oh he's definitely driving love you bye um <laughs> that's just kind of how it goes but Jalea is away right now she is currently away and I haven't driven in like four days I haven't been anywhere and if you don't count the trip to the library I took to return a book for her then I haven't driven in a whole week but it's okay. I have everything that I need. And I've been places. I've been out of the house. But again, I just haven't driven. And so mentioning that she's away right now, she's visiting her dad. So she visits her dad on holidays and summer times and just random weekends throughout the year. And so she's there right now. And that is, for me, a two and a half hour trip. It's two and a half hours both for both of us. So we're meeting halfway. But that's two and a half hours round trip. So, or two and a half hours each way, which means five hours round trip. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Nobody even trusts me to do that. I did it a few times and it was awful. And I just don't, I don't, I don't, I can't do it anymore. So I would like to, I, all the time I try to say to Mr. Mahogany, I can do it this time. I'm going to do it. But knowing what I know about how things go, especially after some time, nah, not so much. It wouldn't be great. So I always have to rely on somebody else to drive her with me. I have to, or drive us really to get her there. And I feel bad about that. That's something that I've had to wrestle with and accept and didn't really want to accept the fact that I can't even get her where I need to get her completely without someone's help but you have to be open to help and I am definitely more open to that I'm going to kind of preach that in each episode is the fact that you do have to be open to help and you have to be understanding that you need help in this moment it may not be forever and that's fine but in this moment be accepting of the help that is there for you 
Okay, so speaking of help, speaking of getting help, I have a few suggestions for F&D and driving. And I have to start giving this part of the show a name. I think Tasha's tips is pretty corny. But (laughs) if anyone has any ideas, let me know. Um, But these are just my suggestions. And this is what I want to share with anyone who is dealing with symptoms and doesn't really know where to turn or what to do next. So as far as driving, my number one is pay extra attention. Double and triple check before you merge. Pay extra, extra, extra attention in the entire time where you're driving. When that, when I say that, I know that that is for some people like, oh yeah, really? Pay extra attention because that in itself is exhausting. And yes, driving overall is exhausting. It takes a lot out of you because there is a lot of awareness that needs to be had and we don't always have that. But if you don't have that, I'll get into that a little bit later. But one, pay extra attention. Double and triple check before you merge, change lanes, anything like that. And along that same vein, don't take any extra chances. Wait for the lights to turn green and clear. Wait for the clear paths. Wait wait until the light turns red before you turn for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like in front of somebody else. Just so that there is no chances being taken we don't really need the extra chances because really us being out is a whole chance so don't take any extra chances and pay extra attention those are some really really important ones for me just because I care about each and every one of you and I want you to be safe when it comes to driving and when it comes to figuring out how to navigate driving while dealing with or knowing that you experience FND symptoms so my third thing, or I guess like second thing, because other one was like 1.5, is keep reminding yourself where you are going as your mind begins to drift. So I have a habit of, it's not really a habit, what I've noticed is that I can get myself together before I'm getting ready to leave the house, and I'll get in the car, and I'll turn the car on, and then my mind kind of just goes blank, or it gets that big old question mark in it like, where where are we going again so then i'm like okay kroger we're going to kroger say for instance i'm going to kroger all right great and then i open the garage and i'm pulling out of the garage get down to right the end of the street and then again my brain kind of goes what's happening and the reasoning behind that i believe is the fact that my house is kind of like my safe haven i know exactly what to expect kind of in my house i know what the walls look like I know where the doors are I know what moves and what doesn't move I know what lights up what doesn't like light up what makes noise and what doesn't make noise however as soon as I open that garage door then I am now susceptible to or I am I am oh yeah I'm now exposed to all of the elements, truthfully, exposed to all of the lights and sounds and colors and smells and anything that I might feel. I'm exposed to all of that. So all of that is extra external input, extra stimulation. And so when I'm trying to keep my body calm and at one and grounded on a regular day in my own house imagine how it feels or you can only imagine if you do experience it you you actually can imagine what it feels like 
when you are going outside of the house and so all of that extra on top of what you already feel in your own body so it's like if you have the difficulty where you feel like a vibrational feeling imagine what it feels like when there's cars whooshing by and you can hear motorcycles coming up and stuff and you go over those little rumble strips on the road it's those types of little things that are going to make your mind just really be like, what am I doing? Where am I going? And so for me, I keep reminding myself where I'm going. I'll, I'll even tell mommy junior, Hey, uh, where are we going again? And she's like karate mommy. And I'm like, okay, gotcha. Thanks so much. <laughs> but I mean, it's not that I completely forget. It's just for a momentary lapse. It just like goes and it just helps to remind yourself. And I don't think that that's a problem to just if I have a trick to help myself remember then I'm able to get there it's just sometimes it's just focusing so hard on what you're trying to do it makes it even harder to do the thing you're trying to do and with that I bring my last point which is I listen to music and I listen to music that I can sing along to so that my driving can kind of turn on autopilot. So I know that I just have to focus on the driving. I can like sing along, dance along to my song, but I'm not going to think too hard about the directions to go there or what's going on on the outside. I can kind of say, hey, focus on the driving and like the moving of the car, the moving of the vehicle. And then I kind of sing along so that I don't go elsewhere. It actually, for whatever reason, helps me to center, helps me to focus so that I can just put my foot on the gas and the brake. And it becomes kind of like an autopilot thing because overall we know we just don't want to hit the cars and we want to get to the destination. But if I think too hard about that, like, oh, when I push the gas, it kind of hurts my foot. This chair is uncomfortable or this seat is uncomfortable. I drive with a seat. I cannot sit in the regular car seats. I have to have, it's like a memory foam type of seat. I have to drive with that. And so if I focus on, oh, my, my seat's not adjusted how it needs to be or anything like that, then that'll put me into my own little anxious and panic type of mode. And that doesn't help symptoms. So it helps for me if I just listen to music that I like and that I know and can sing along to. And then it's always fun because then me and mommy junior can have a, absolutely fun jam session we have complete concerts full concerts in the car she'll make a request and then i'll make a request i'll play the song that she likes and she's singing and we alternate parts it's a, it's a grand old time so that helps me so those are my three or four suggestions for fnd and driving and then i really want to say to remember what i said about independence in episode three if you can and you know you can then do it but if you don't think you can, then do not do it. And this, I think, when it comes to driving is like, I am demanding. <laughs> I am really, it is so important because in the blink of an eye, something can happen. You can get in an accident. You can hurt yourself very bad when it comes to vehicles. And you can hurt somebody else. So if you can't do it, if you don't think you can, then don't. Absolutely do not do it. But if you if you know what your patterns are, if you kind of know what your triggers are, if you know how to gauge your symptoms, then and you think you can, then do it. But don't push yourself. I'm thinking, hey, if you want to see if you can drive, drive with a friend at first. And so then if you can't drive, you can't make that drive, then you can switch off and say, can you get me home? Those are the things that you have to kind of adjust and the little details that you have to pay attention to when it comes to dealing with a chronic illness, when it comes to dealing with FND specifically. And that's how you build the trust of your loved ones. That's how you build trust with even yourself and your confidence in yourself knowing, hey, 
I can do the things when I feel good enough to do them. I actually am successful and can do them. But when I can't, then I know that I can't. I accept where I'm at at that point, And then I just don't. It's better to let someone else drive or wait until later or skip going to an event or going to the run the errand. If you really don't have to run that errand, get someone else to run it if you can't or wait until later. I've said I wanted to go somewhere maybe at like noon and I wasn't feeling it. And then maybe 5 p.m. I'm feeling better. Mr. Mahogany comes home so mommy junior can stay with him. And then boom, I can make that trip to the grocery store to go get what I need and then I can make dinner because I rested earlier and didn't push it earlier. So that's like that give take that I was talking about. So I also want to say if you can't do it, then there are so many platforms and innovative things that have been invented that allow us to still be successful, allow us to still complete the tasks that we were trying to accomplish. So just like I said that the Peach Pass was my savior, Peach Pass, God bless it. And also Instacart, God bless it, because there have been too many days to even count that I have been on my phone and just going through the aisles, going through, scrolling through, putting what I need in my cart, ordering what I need, and then what do you know, groceries on my front door groceries at my doorstep and so then I can make dinner for my family and I didn't have to put my life at risk mommy's junior mommy junior's life at risk or anybody else outside in the car or a vehicle or anything like that at risk because I, if I know I can't do it I don't do it so okay I'll order I'll order the food and I love it I love the fact that I can do that because it still allows me to maintain some independence I don't have to say oh hey Mr. Mahogany here's a list go do this while he would gladly do it it's still a way that I can do it by myself I can be self-sufficient and not have to involve everybody else close to me all the time so Shout out to the Instacart shoppers and the drivers because they're the ones that help me and they don't even know it. And I think that, um, again, maybe there should be some sort of a club, a membership for those of us who have those needs. Maybe we could get some sort of a discount here because we need those things and you invented those things and that would make us A and do it even more often. Wink, wink, hint, hint, Instacart. Anyway, um... So yes, so have somebody else drive, wait until later, or skip going to it all together. Because if you don't skip it and then you get into an accident or something happens at while you are at the wheel, you run the risk of getting your license taken away for six months, a year, or even just having something bad having something tragic, hurting somebody or hurting yourself or someone you love. And nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. Because you could say, oh, I could have just stayed home. and we, I hate a coulda, woulda, shoulda. So it's like just if you know better, then just do better. And it's going to be okay. And it's kind of like a drunk driver. Get caught as a DUI, they can't drive. And so it's like, ooh, I should have just not drank. And we could say, hey, I'm not feeling well. If you are impaired, that's the same kind of, it's not the same kind of impairment. But technically, fatigue pain, numbness, tingling, those are impairments. So if you are impaired at the time, then that limits what you can do. And so there is a certain line and you have to learn what your line is. And so when you know you are impaired beyond a certain point, then just don't do it because it's safer for everyone. I know people who have not been able to drive. I know people who have had their license taken away for six months or a year and it's difficult and I know that it is difficult for them but I know that at the end of the day they know that it's all about their safety 
and they want to get their independence back. So I'm sure that when they do or when they did have that freedom granted back to them, that they didn't take it lightly. And so I don't want anyone who's new to symptoms and who wants to think, hey, I can still do the things I used to do to think to risk it and to just take chances because I'd rather have you here and I'd rather have whoever else here and you be able to maintain your independence than have to try to get it back. So that is the tea on FND and driving. I would love, love, love to hear anyone's inputs and comments on how they deal with FND and driving. What type of things do they suggest? What are your tips? What are your advice? Interact with me here. Leave me some comments here on YouTube. And send me some DMs on Instagram and TikTok at FNDT. I'm also open to answering any questions that anyone might have. I think that would be a fun segment to include is any questions that someone might have on the particular topic that I'm discussing. So send me questions as well. I want this to be like a community. I want this to be a space where new people can go or people who just really want to find out about these symptoms of FND. So till next time, be intentional, be faithful, be humble.